At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here, and I hope all my U.S. listeners had a happy Thanksgiving, or as some like to say, a happy Turkey Day, or as I like to think of it, a happy Gerund Appreciation Day. What better time to appreciate the English Gerund than on a day that's been singled out for giving thanks, and whose name is a Gerund, Thanksgiving. I've talked about gerunds before in the episode on common resume mistakes and the episode on possessives and gerunds, but I've never talked about what truly interesting words gerunds are. As I said in those episodes, a gerund is a noun formed by taking a verb and adding the suffix ing. The gerund form of give, for example, is giving. If you listen to the podcast on possessives and gerunds, you may remember that the ing form of a verb can also be a present participle, another funny-sounding name. This is always true, even for the most irregular verb in the language, be. The form being is both a gerund and a present participle. So how can you tell whether you're dealing with a gerund or a present participle? It's not always easy. In fact, some linguists even argue that it doesn't make sense to have different names for these verb forms, and that we should just call the ing form the even longer and funnier named gerund participle. But for now, we'll just stick with gerunds and leave present participles for another episode, such as the episode on dangling participles. The gerund may be a noun formed from a verb, but that's not the end of the story. Even though a gerund is a noun, sometimes it acts more like a noun, and sometimes it acts more like a verb. Here's a sentence with a nouny gerund. The skillful diffusing of the bomb saved the day. The gerund is diffusing, and it's part of the gerund phrase, the skillful diffusing of the bomb. The gerund is acting particularly nouny in this sentence on three counts. First, the whole gerund phrase begins with a definite article, the. Definite articles usually come before nouns. Second, diffusing is modified by an adjective, skillful, instead of by an adverb. Adjectives usually modify nouns. Third, the object of the diffusing shows up in a prepositional phrase, of the bomb. Of is the preposition that heads the phrase, and prepositional phrases that start with of usually follow nouns. Now we'll rephrase the sentence to have a more verby gerund. Aardvark's quickly diffusing the bomb saved the day. This time, the gerund phrase begins with a possessive noun, aardvark's. But that's actually not what makes it more verby than nouny. In our earlier example of the nouny gerund, Instead of the diffusing of the bomb, we could also have said aardvark's diffusing of the bomb. The real differences start to show up with the word that modifies diffusing. 
It's an adverb, skillfully, not an adjective. And adverbs usually modify verbs, not nouns. Finally, the object of the diffusing, the bomb, comes right after the gerund, just like it would after an ordinary verb, not packaged inside a prepositional phrase, like the one that started with the word of in the earlier example. These characteristics of nouny and verby gerunds don't mix for the most part. You can't say the skillful diffusing the bomb, or aardvark's skillfully diffusing of the bomb. Well, you could, but it sounds really bad. This is the kind of thing that linguists mean when they call something ungrammatical. It's not that it sounds slangy or improper, it's that it just doesn't work. Having nouny and verby gerunds allows for some subtle shades of meaning to be conveyed. For example, aardvark's skillful diffusing of the bomb suggests that we're talking about something that actually happened. But aardvark's skillfully diffusing the bomb could be referring to something real or hypothetical. You can do even more with gerunds. You can say aardvark is good at diffusing bombs, or you can put the direct object bombs in front of the gerund to make a compound noun. Aardvark is good at bomb diffusing. You might be wondering why we say bomb diffusing instead of bombs diffusing. It's just the rule for compound nouns in English. The noun that modifies the other noun is usually in the singular. But one exception comes to mind. It's Thanksgiving. We don't call it thank-giving. Direct objects aren't the only thing you can use to make a compound gerund. You can use objects of prepositions, too. For example, you could talk about sitting on a fence or fence-sitting, dancing in a square or square-dancing, and breathing through your mouth or mouth-breathing. And now here's what I think is the most interesting thing gerunds can do. These gerund-based compound nouns can create new verbs. Take a compound gerund like cherry-picking. It's composed of two parts, cherry and picking. But you can also break it into two parts like this, cherry-pick plus the suffix ing. And since ing is a suffix for verbs, cherry-pick must be a verb, right? Presto, a new verb is born, and we can talk about bad scientists who cherry-pick their data, and insurance companies that cherry-pick the healthiest customers. Linguists call this kind of process reanalysis. It also happens with agentive verbal nouns, such as bartender and babysitter, and has given us numerous verbs, such as bartend, babysit, windsurf, and Christmas shop. The new verbs aren't always pretty. One of my least favorites is problem-solve. Not every compound noun with a gerund gets reanalyzed, though. I would have gotten some pretty strange looks if my family had gathered around the dinner table yesterday and I had said, let us thanks give, instead of let us give thanks. And I did give thanks for all of you who listen to the show every week. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who has a PhD in linguistics and blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty. That's all. Thanks for listening. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. 
For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Here you are. BPM's high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 